0: It's just all patchy right there. Ah, it looks good, man. I got my own issues. I'd kiss you.
1: I'd kiss you. Let me see you. Huh. Let's get physical. physically close to each other again. You're listening to episode 188 of PHP Ugly, and despite what the title may lead you to believe, we are three passionate PHP developers who make a living coding. We get together every week to discuss coding, projects, tech, work, and running a small business, and pretty much anything else that happens to catch our interest. From time to time, you might even hear one of us rant about Semver. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me, as always, are my good friends Thomas Wrightup Hello, 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 and John Condon.
0: Semver, what does that mean? What is a purpose? What's your favorite of topic?
2: Semantic
1: a favorite name? topic. Yeah. Taylor sent out a tweet today, and I'm like pretty sure he's directing it at Thomas. Every time he sends oh, it out, no. he just sends out a tweet. And he goes, "Just my monthly reminder: the release cycle of Laravel has not changed; only the numbering has changed." <laughs> I'm like, I just, I feel like that's a targeted
2: tweet at at my boy Thomas. Well, I mean, we've we've had this conversation. It's yeah.
1: It's every week we just... have this conversation. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, if they didn't keep releasing new versions every By the way, this week's version is 7.8. Yep.
0: I should probably upgrade my application. I think <laughs> I tried pro... once How? and it was very bad.
2: You can't, you can't keep up. You just We're run, on 3. Run 3.2
0: on right now. I should up. upgrade a little bit.
1: Composer upgrade yeah. every week, man. Don't turn your <laughs> camera off now. It's too late. We saw you.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, the the hair is uh, not looking great. I've noticed both of you are managing the COVID hair just fine. Look at John. John's looking that that beard
1: is coming in good on him. See, this is that's what I wish I had right there. He had he has the upper what? mustache With nicely the, connected the to Cooper? the lower. Oh yeah, look, well, got yeah,
2: the gray, uh, just a little gray, not too, not like this uh, this whole uh, all gray. Thing. It's that clean living. Yeah,
0: I got I got all this like. It's just all patchy right there. Ah, it looks good, man. I got my own issues. I'd kiss you. I'd kiss you. Let me see
1: you. Yeah. Huh. Let's get physical. Physically close to each other again.
2: Are you guys doing long anything day. with the uh, the end of the stay at home order? Or are you guys still on stay at home for St-
0: staying at home as long as possible? Yeah, I think it's ridiculous that it's being lifted as soon as it is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to a, I'm going to a party tomorrow. Huh. What? are you serious well, it's probably it's the my, last thing you should be doing it is all people i know very well who have been a hundred percent as safe as wow. i am and
0: there's no such thing as hundred percent
2: and we no. are we are none doing, of them uh, none of them are still working we're social, doing social distancing at the party everybody's wear wear a tube yeah. around themselves so they can't get yeah
0: are you wearing are you wearing a mask to the party
2: uh no, <clears throat> but I've, if anyone coughs, we, they're kicked out of the party.
0: We we've been having uh, some of our neighbors have been doing like social or happy hour social distancing or social distancing happy hours. Everyone going out to the street and like standing around drinking wine and talking.
2: Yeah, yeah. I
1: haven't
0: made it to any of those yet.
2: I did.
1: That's that's. I haven't been invited doing. I did my first um, uh, virtual. Happy hour with my friends up in Canada. It was fun. We we were we, we, it was it was us and our wives, and we talked for a couple of hours. It was it was actually a lot of fun. And then yesterday, uh, last evening for our afternoon for me, but evening for for them, I attended the virtual meetup for the well, almost the entire East Coast. It felt like, but it, it was the uh, Greater Toronto area. Uh, that whole. That whole region, Buffalo, um, I forget who else they said was there, but yeah, there were there were like six or seven user groups who held a uh, virtual meetup last night, and uh, I popped on. It was cool. I popped on, and people recognized me, and they were like, hey, that voice sounds familiar. We know you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very, very cool. Very cool. They had like... Uh, don't know if they ever reached 100 but it was bouncing because they did hangouts which was a mistake because hangouts is very difficult to uh to monitor um but and they had they had some troubles early on it took some time get everybody knocked out of there who who weren't there for the right reasons but but uh you see how many people are online it was bouncing between like 65 to 80. I, I mean, you know, people were coming and going, but there was a good amount of people online. It, it was a uh, uh, Livewire again. Uh, Jesus, what's his name? I can don't remember know. it when we're not on the air. Do you remember it? John? Don't
0: know. No, I'm not gonna help you. I
1: like that guy too. Come on, help me out. Uh,
0: I, I missed that one, so I don't know. Caprizi, Caprizi. you should offer it, should have offered up our Zoom. Again. I did. I, I told
1: him, I told him, uh, if they do it again, let me know. Uh, I I'll let them use the uh, I'll get them a Zoom account and set up some uh, administrators so that they can monitor it better. But because Zoom, you can you can mute everybody when they join and, and not give them the option to unmute. And that was the biggest mm-hmm. problem with Hangouts. There was there was no way to do that. So
0: yeah, but, it's nice you can let everyone in to, for like socializing for the beginning and then mute mm-hmm. everybody for the actual presentation. Yeah. So. Caleb, Caleb,
1: that's who it is. Caleb from Livewire. He does, he does Alpine JS. He's got it. Did sushi? I wanted to um talk to him a little bit about sushi. Talk to him about the little issue you and I found, John. But uh I didn't. I had to drop because you were calling me, John. <laughs> we oh, yeah. we ended up jumping on a on a business call that afternoon.
0: Oh, is it yes, yesterday afternoon? Yeah, I can't remember what that was yeah. about.
1: It, it was about it was about the you yeah. know something yeah yeah one of those things yeah. yeah it's fun running a business man I tell you
2: yeah you guys you guys sound like you've been working on some annoying stuff not annoying well, uh,
0: just
1: challenging
0: I've I've had a, a couple of things this week I've had a first it was a first for me
1: oh what was your first
0: as, it was a first as far as I know I was blocked by somebody I respect on Twitter. <laughs> I've never been blocked, as far as I know.
1: Oh, Jason, yeah, he, he doesn't check my no. Twitter, apparently.
0: <laughs> nah. No. So I don't even know if I should 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 name him. I mean, again, I respect him, and I hope that things change, and we have a we get a chance to talk again at a conference because we you know talked quite a few times.
2: Well, if I mean, if yeah. they blocked you, that's that's putting it out there. You could just is. say Taylor.
0: Who <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he? it wasn't Taylor. That- it's one of those things where I can disagree with somebody and and still be friends I mean hell I'm friends with you guys and I wholeheartedly disagree with you on this on this topic and we were having a back and forth and he said thank you for being clear and honest block <laughs> okay to your huh, defense so. john
1: I, I will say to your defense you you don't get preachy about about the topic we' we're, we're talking about your, yeah. your, your veganism veganism belief, right I mean yeah
0: so I tweeted out that I was happy to see on the Today Show that some uh, the meat industry is, is in <laughs> yeah. trouble. I saw your tweet and on that one, for sure. For the
2: record, I mean,
1: again, just to kind of show how we can disagree on this topic, I don't agree with that tweet. I think there, <clears throat> there are concerns that we need to address, naming you know people, access to food, blah, blah, blah. I get your, your belief. You think that the plant industry can handle it. I'm saying that... If it were to hit today, they couldn't. They're not positioned to do it. And we would have a serious shortage of food. Fine. You think I'm wrong? I I, I know I'm right. Whatever. But the, the point being, I definitely don't agree with you on that. And <laughs> even that statement, yeah. as much as I don't agree with it, I don't really think it was that harsh of a statement. I was surprised at the response. But also, right. I, I you know that's one way to weed people out quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like hey you know the first moment there's like a little friction block them
2: <laughs> yep. yeah i mean that's uh, that's true the question is what was the intended impact of the tweet because if it was to just identify the people who will block you for it then success achieved <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no it, it, i don't know it, it really was just it was that his response was i was i was happy about somebody going out of business and in this case i am happy about it i'm fine with it uh I did have another friend point out that their their view is or it would be as if somebody that was happy Planned Parenthood is being shut down. You know? uh,
1: I and mean, I, that, I understand. That is, that is yeah, I, mean, I, I see that association for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I could see that. And I can be friends. I'm pro-choice. I, I And if I have friends that are pro-life, I can be friends even if I disagree. I can still have a conversation and talk or avoid that that topic altogether and still be friends. I just think and things are fine. So I,
1: I, for friend to friend, I, I honestly think that now is not the time to make a point of. Oh, hey, this is this is not that bad. This is going to be awesome. I mean, we're we're going through a lot of shit right now. You know, I, I felt it was a poor timing on your part to make that comment. But you know, that said, it's not like I'm not going to touch you for the next month. Oh, wait, maybe I won't. <laughs>
2: No more late night makeup <laughs> sessions.
0: <laughs> no, always ready. For, always ready for a one on one conversation with anybody about I am it. I'm not
1: well, interested in that conversation on any level.
0: I oh, I know you are not. And my my problem with with you and I on the conversation is we had the conversation shit over a year ago now, and I wasn't as prepared then to have that conversation. Yeah. But a- any, any opinions was, was on social
2: media? It's it's a it's a dangerous wow. road to
0: tread. Um, yeah. Completely
2: fine. I, Facebook lately has like been Gishu.
0: Exactly Gishu
2: bad. Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't want to spiral too too far down the hole on negativity on this show, so I'll let go ahead and finish your quick so, thought here. So
2: you're telling us you invented a time machine?
1: Uh, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> uh, I just I'm not look I'm not looking to spend the whole show bitching and complaining about
2: things. I'm surprised at the number of people that I know that I thought I understood their political positions or at least their political mm-hmm. meaning. And I'm finding out that I am completely wrong. Yeah. I and think- I'm also finding that the people who the people who quote false and misleading articles are by far the ones who say fake news yeah. the loudest. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, because I've, I've yeah. engaged a bit this week. And it's amazing was- what people are willing to repeat and not understand that by repeating it, they've invalidated their position.
0: Yeah, it's- I had this conversation recently as well, where I... I choose not to unfollow or unfriend people like that on Facebook. My wife complains all the time when, you know, I complain about somebody. She's like, why are Why are you still friends? You don't know this person well yeah. enough or you're, you're not in their life anymore. It, but to me, I don't want to be siloed into a single mindset. I don't want to only hear my side of the story. I want to hear oh, everything. Things. And I often take information shared by friends that I don't agree with. I will go do a little research, find out they're wrong and usually just not do anything. I'm just like, it's often like a, really that happened? Wait a second, let me go look. That didn't really happen. It's part of me. There's been plenty of times where I've started typing a response, like do some research and paste the link. And then I back it out. Like it's not worth it. They're not gonna change their mind. They're, sh- they're just seeing a meme and sharing it. But I do take the time to see what they're sharing and then try to inform myself on whatever it is. Yeah. A
2: yeah, friend, a friend of mine has just started responding to everything with Dunning Kruger. That just means Dunning Kruger, Dunning Kruger is the effect of intelligent people having less confidence in the things they know than unintelligent people. Mm, okay. So the, the more, mm. you know, the more you question what you know, the less, you know, the more loud you are <laughs> about how right you are. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and that's an excellent way to just like you do the research, you, you prove to yourself that they're wrong and then you just reply Dunning-Kruger, and if they care to do the research as to what that means, then your point is completely well made. <laughs>
0: that's funny. The other the other big piece of news just before we, uh, not just before we started recording, but earlier today, I thought I was going to have to fire somebody.
2: Why? What'd Eric do?
0: Well, first of all, that's another topic. He brought somebody to us, and he's like, this person would make a great CTO. Please don't tell me I'm fired. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I so I, I found a, a secret spot that I could take my kids daily. Or not daily, but a few times a week. Nobody there. It's the high school parking lot near my house. Wide open. The kids can go ride their bikes and not get anywhere near another person. It's been fantastic. I, I take them there tonight and I, I get a message on, on Slack. And then I get a text from Eric saying, major issue, are you available? I'm like, oh. Ah. He never writes to me like that. He never calls me to, especially after hours, to tell me there's something going on. And so I immediately like, uh, what the fuck? What's going on? I don't, I'm not near a computer. What, what can happen? So he starts writing to me. Yeah, somebody got onto a production server and decided to run rm-rf slash. Didn't decide <laughs> accidentally. No, they decided. No, they decided. I'm gonna copy and paste from Stack Overflow <laughs> onto the server. Oh, and let's see what happens. Yeah, and of course it, we. Everyone it, logs in as root. It so. was that sort of afternoon.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that was so not fun. How bad? I you? mean,
1: it was rm rf slash. It was that bad. But was <laughs> did
2: you have like backups or like a hot server? Oh yeah,
0: yeah. We have a backup from two years ago. <laughs> so so the issue is. To be I'm clear
1: that this is this no, server go. was part of a pool. However, this in particular server had some extra functionality attached to it uh, for for purposes of the environment. So it was part of a pool. It, it was a duplicate of like four other servers. It just happened to be the one server that we we added some you know extra sauce to to do a couple of extra things, and that was the crutch of this. Had he done it to any of the other web servers, it wouldn't even been an issue because those those can be spun up in a matter of minutes, and either way they're load balanced. It was this one particular server that, as a post mortem, we're, we're you know kind of going back saying, okay, now we have to make sure we have a job to back this up, back this up, and back this up. And of course, that's hindsight. That's easy to see after something goes bad. So it was. It's. It wasn't fun. We weren't happy about it. But you know what? Hey, hey, and it's, I'm
0: sure all our listeners know what R on dash RF slashes. But basically, they erased the entire hard drive. Yeah, uh, this is a Linux done.
1: machine, and it, and it's my understanding you can't do that now. Of course, this this is an older image on Amazon. So I, I was
0: I was wondering about that. Apparently, you're it, thinking it of the SE Linux. Thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well no, I don't even think oh, so. No, I, I think standard Linux now you, you can't do it. you're trying on your machine, Thomas. Just just try it. See what <laughs> happens. I'm pretty sure it'll be you'll be okay. But I, I think standard <laughs> Linux now doesn't allow allow you to do it.
0: And, I, I think it is an S E Linux thing and I'm terrible about always disabling S E Linux because it is so restricted yeah. and I don't understand it enough because I'm a developer, not a sysadmin. It's
1: tricky. And John brought it up. It's funny, man. I've got I've been drinking my beer too fast. I apologize. <laughs> it's been a long afternoon. I'm sorry. <laughs> but John brought it up. And I thought about it in hindsight. Of all the bells and whistles that Amazon has and, Amazon tries, to sell, and Amazon tries to sell you on, the one bell and whistle that they don't have that DigitalOcean has and is like drop dead simple are server backups. In DigitalOcean, you just say, hey, back up the server every night. And it takes a snapshot every night. And Amazon, unless I'm missing something, there's no way to do it. Now, you can do it in RDS. RDS does it. You can do it, I believe you can even do it with your uh, attached storage. But the actual server, you can't do it, too. Which is weird. It's like, really, have you ever seen all the services Amazon
0: offers? It's it. It's they're running out it's of mind-boggling.
1: screen real estate to
0: show it all, and in the fact that one checkbox could make them a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think DigitalOcean char- charges 10% to do a nightly backup. Every, it's,
1: I think it's just whatever the disk space is. I don't, I don't think it's that much, but yeah, it's worth it.
0: <laughs> you sleep easier That's, at night. Did you just see Gishu's response? I've never. I think it was Gishu. You yeah. recommended aliasing rm-rf slash to that's something else.
1: That's a great idea. We should make that part of our daily and inst- our, w- our regular
0: installs. I wonder. I wonder if you can do that. Right, <laughs> right machine. Yeah, you can totally do that. Matter of fact, the the most. But how? Because your ali- the mm-hmm. alias is for a single command, and once you put spaces in there, it's not a single command anymore.
1: No, no, you can you can encapsulate an alias in quotes. So you you, you do oh. Oh, I see what you're saying.
2: You would have to write. You'd have to write a globally scoped script called RM that validates the first and then passes it on to the real. Yeah. one. Hmm. I took shell scripting this nice. week. Nice. <laughs> did you did you do that through your your little course? Uh, yeah, this week was uh, Vue.js shell scripting, and I am now enrolled in Precalculus on edX.
1: <laughs> nice. Are you um, go- are you going to continue this learning now that your free month is? quickly coming to an end like tonight
2: yeah i i feel the need to um you know the view stuff it was like so easy except for uh ux which is their storage mm-hmm. system um but the rest of it was just like duh easy uh which it wasn't the last time i looked at view mm-hmm. um, it's a it's a thing though right
1: that's how i am with yeah. Udemy. it's like i start buying courses there and the next thing you know i've spent you know, a 200 bucks just buying courses.
2: Yeah, it's it is it is addictive, and I think Plural Site is just a one a one subscription buys all. I need content. to look into that
1: because I, 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 Udemy kills me, and they've got the business model, man. they know they know that that they have me hooked. And they keep saying, "Oh, hey, by the way that that Python yeah. course you were interested in, it's ninety percent off today." <laughs> well, shit! Let me buy I that. Mean,
0: we have a subscri- subscription to Linda. Have you looked at any courses on? Yeah, that? that's
1: another thing I got to addicted to. Yeah, Linda or Lydia. Linda, yeah, I think it's Linda.
0: L. Yeah, l y n d a dot com.
2: Hmm. Yeah. courses. I mean, there's, there's a lot of resources, but uh, it's it's been a, it's been a really nice way to spend time, mm-hmm. and doing like the code along practices is very satisfying. And it gives
1: you that nice like whatever you, you happen to be interested in at that time. You know, it's. It's easy. We know the resources for our specialties, and we can get laser focus on those. But every now and then, you you want your brain to stretch and, and do something else. And
2: yeah, you know, it's. I, I, I think I'm gonna pass. I'm I'm gonna end up passing on the precalculus stuff. Um, the interface for doing it is not very friendly, and the instructions are not very clear. And I might just end up going to like some YouTube or Khan Academy thing for it. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I don't know. If, if I want, I can upgrade it to an accredited course and get course credit for it for some okay. reason. If I if I cared, I don't know if I'd do. Mm. Um, speaking of postmortems, you guys were talking about a postmortem on your RMDRF server. I've got a postmortem on is Promise a node packet that for some reason everybody uses, even though it only provides one line of content, and it broke everybody's... Node stuff on Saturday. <laughs> oh, really? Um, was it an
1: incremental update? I'm just wondering.
2: No, uh, wasn't even wasn't even that. He was trying to get uh, continuous integration working and get bring in future support for uh, backward compatibility as well as future versions of Node. And there's, I mean, there, I don't understand all, any of the stuff that's that's going on here. There's a there's a dot mjs file. That he he updated, um, he had updated his npm ignore file. It's just a thing that he had done, and then immediately made himself unavailable, <laughs> um, and it broke everyone's stuff. Uh, it's called isPromise because it just returns whether or not an object being passed into it is a promise, and it's literally like a single line of code. Mm-hmm. And like I'm just I'm struggling to understand why this is why this exists in the Node ecosystem. Why people are importing one line helpers by the thousand? Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, that that's like that whole, what was it, left padding one? Uh-huh. Yeah, this is exactly the same as the left padding issue. Took the world Fortunately, down. He, he got the issue resolved in three hours, but in that three hours, everything broke. Um, what I did find interesting about the whole thing was that he basically said, I made lots of mistakes, here's the mistakes I made, and he wrote up an entire post-mortem on what he did wrong and then a breakdown action by action for that 3 hour period on how he fixed it and how he how he rolled back and ended up building the functionality he intended to build in and then the steps that he took to prevent this from happening in the future mm-hmm. so it's it's a great read if you're if you're distributing something that people rely on you need to understand what it is that goes wrong because he kind of did everything wrong in this instance mm. i don't
1: know I man i don't care enough about about node or javascript stuff to have a, it's on
2: this conversation next on my list man i gotta i gotta huh? i gotta learn node I,
0: I, I got to play in some javascript this week and i gotta tell you it's not like my the javascript i know from years ago i, oh, I forget no. how i forget how little javascript i've done in the past you know four or five six years i've done the <clears throat> i've done the bare minimum to get by but things have changed so much i'll
2: tell you what yeah, i'm between I'm them. fully ES6 now. I'm like I'm. My habits break down to short function tags and all the ES ES6 syntax stuff that I've been learning for the last year. So I'm really in that. So
1: my personally between Livewire and the new Laravel View components, my goal is to do no JavaScript for the next year, and I feel like it's achievable. <laughs>
0: It's achievable because you have somebody else doing front end work for you. There's no, I'm telling you, this there's, LiveWire... There, there are certain, what is, I guess I need, I still need to see live wire because I don't understand what it's doing for you. Live wire,
1: I've been touting that for, for months now. And yeah, you, you definitely need to get your head around live wire. It's, to me, it's a game changer in the framework ecosystem. And Laravel just happens to have it. There's, there's rumblings that other people want to try to port it to other frameworks. And I think that's great, but. As of today, Laravel is the only thing that has anything like Livewire. And it's not even Laravel has it, it's built for Laravel. I still think that they need to integrate this to the core code base and try to optimize it a little little bit more, but regardless, it's there. Livewire rocks my world. Recently, what
0: is it? I, what is it doing for you? That's what I'm missing. I'm so missing basically, that, that what is
1: what it's doing is it's it's allowing. It's, they're not websockets, but it's giving you that websocket sort of feel and allowing you to write all your all your logic in controllers. So let's just say I don't know. I, I'm I'm doing this from the hip, but let's say you have a um, you have a dashboard that shows new users. Well, that dashboard can be a live wire component. And every time every time a new user signs up, it automatically updates. it Just like JavaScript, it's it's just a it's just a, a PHP translator for JavaScript. I mean, under the hood, Livewire is doing the JavaScript for you, and it just allows hmm. you to update any piece of of your page just like you would do. Yeah, with but there's still,
0: but there's st- updating a piece of your page is different than doing actual work that JavaScript does. I can't think
1: of anything, I, it, any actual work JavaScript does that I can't do in PHP. I mean, you, you give me you give me an example of something. And async. So async, async, that's as what Livewire's doing. I'm telling you.
2: you. You guys. Well, it's doing it in JS.
0: So the thing I, I worked on this week, somebody else built it. I had to work within it, but there's a contact manager. You have a list of contacts. You're checking off boxes, and then you choose to do an action mm-hmm. on them. So the JavaScript is figuring out what you've checked, it did you check kind of like in your google mail if you check all then you have the drop down to say i want not just what's on the screen but all that's within this folder or all my mail so we have that functionality mm-hmm. you can do that with livewire I, I
1: mean you're 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 painting me in the corner here i would <laughs> i would say yes but I, I don't have that much experience with it i mean nothing I, nothing you told me <clears throat> seems like anything livewire couldn't
2: do and then what what Livewire is doing is taking components of your page and wrapping them in an AJAX layer so that your whole page doesn't necessarily re-render unless the person doesn't support AJAX, in which case it's just a regular link. So when you have a link on a page and it, you know, that link leads to another page that just has a slightly expanded content view, mm. instead of rendering a whole new page for that component, it makes an AJAX call to... Your controller to render that component only, and it replaces yeah.
0: the contents of that component <laughs> with the newly rendered component. I don't know. Devin agrees with with Eric and says you can do what I was saying. I, I've so, I've always liked that Devin.
1: I mean, I've <laughs> known him for about fifteen minutes now, but he's a pretty pretty solid person. <laughs> well, I,
0: what
2: it's patience. what it's really doing what it's really doing is it's taking what you would normally do in JavaScript and doing it in an Ajax call, so that you can write it in PHP. Promise me this, John. If I send
1: you the live wire. It, it, it's on cat If I send you the Livewire... It's in the show notes. If I send you the Livewire uh, link again, promise me over the next... By, by next show, you'll watch it. I will watch And it. give me your opinion. And then, like I said, on top of that, I've been doing a lot of uh, uh, front-end work lately, um, which, as John mentioned, I'm not a huge fan of. But to help combat that, I've also been bringing myself up to speed with uh, the new, in Laravel 7, the new view components. So Livewire works off components. You actually create a Livewire component. But Laravel also has view components, which is a mind-bend game changer for me. So again, the thing with view components is... It's always been challenging. Like, like the, be- the best use case that I can think of is actually one of the reasons I'm going to be using it is um, you have like a uh, like a sidebar on the website, right? And it has a lot of dynamic content in it. You know, maybe it's picking up latest post, it's getting a Twitter feed, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, it's got it's got live content there and you cache it but you know it needs to be updated every now and then before you know the way there there was some there was some quirkiness on how you had to handle that you could make calls to controllers in those views if you broke down your views correctly which always felt kind of icky Meh, whatever you could pass the data to each view as part of the payload which is what which we were talking about last week how our rookie developers would work on our community project and we'd get an idea of how they did things. <laughs> I've been in there refactoring. That's how he was doing something. Like everything that had to be on a page for every controller, he was pack- packaging up as part of the payload that he was passing to that page, which was just absurdly you know, redundant. Um, but what, what view components allow you to do is very much like livewire components. You can you can you can create a component called uh, recent post, which actually will have an associated controller with it. And that associate that associated controller, you can put whatever logic in there that you need for that component. So if you have to go grab your posts, you have to organize them, clean them up, whatever. You can put whatever logic you want in, in the view. The view component controller, whatever is in that controller, whatever you're returning is automatically shared with that view component. So there's no additional work to do. All you do is you then include that component into your layout view, whatever you want to, you know, wherever you want to put it. And it's so clean, dude. I've I've been playing with it. I got deep into it today. I actually had to reach out to some friends because I was I was getting too deep. I was I, I was getting lost in what I was trying to do. But uh Nuno, uh again, my buddy up uh I guess he's in Buffalo now, but uh he uh he I reached out to him because the meetup we were at yesterday, Freck had shared a link and I needed I had needed to get that link back. But I am like like I said, between LiveWire and View Components, my world has been changed forever. I'm not going to say I've given up on JavaScript, trying to learn JavaScript, or I've even given up on Vue.js. Those are, Vue.js is a fantastic framework. I've been having, we took on a new client that has a lot of React. I've been having to kind of get myself familiar with React. Those are all great uh, frameworks, but I don't know, man, I'm I'm losing arguments on why why it's so important to to get an understanding of a JavaScript framework. That's how I feel about it.
0: <laughs> because you need to know no to get your next job. <laughs> I heard there's a Canadian I'm supposed to hire as a CTO. I'm just saying this is this is why nobody likes you, John.
2: This is the inside jokes. I'm
0: yeah, totally, totally inside jokes. <laughs> How's it inside? We told you what it was 20 minutes ago.
1: <laughs> people, but I, people I, listening now weren't listening 20 minutes ago. Come on, you know our show. Yeah. It's, they're they're I, like five I mean, minutes sprints. People listen to us. <laughs>
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm going to have to look into the this show view sometimes. Components thing, and I'm going to have to look at uh, Caleb Porzio's presentation on LiveWire. Oh, Thomas, you, when you're saying, you
1: haven't looked at this yet? Oh, no. God, I, I'm I, I'm willing to accept John ignores me week after week, but you <laughs> you hurt a little bit. I'm going to be completely honest with you.
0: i am busy. When you, when you say Vue Components, been are you talking about Vue, V-U-E, the JavaScript framework yes. components? Okay. Yeah. Not something new with Laravel's no. views. Okay. Yeah, I, I've got front end people that have been like blowing my mind with view and what they can do. I, I would be curious to,
1: to somebody to present me something in. I I guess maybe animation is something you could do in JavaScript that Livewire and PHP couldn't handle. I, I'll uh, and I'll give you that, <clears throat> but uh, but I don't know real logic like like business logic. Somebody needs to give me a use case of, hey, this is something you couldn't do with LiveWire and PHP, because i tell you what, it, that is a broad brush that covers a lot of stuff, in my, my personal opinion. And I will give you a grape I have, though, because I, since I have it on the brain now, I mentioned that we took on a new client. They're big in React. They're a Laravel shop, but they never bought into the View approach, and uh, they use a lot of React. I like I like this client. I like the guy I'm working with a lot, but they also have an enterprise level GitHub account, so they don't they don't have like the normal GitHub. And oh. I have gotten I I'm realizing now working on this project how incredibly spoiled I've gotten using automation. So. My automation tools, Zapier, is the big one I've been using. I, I've broken down and I've paid for a Zapier account because I use it that heavily. It doesn't. It, Zapier integrates with everything. I mean, like services I have never heard of Zapier integrates with. It won't integrate with the GitHub Enterprise account. And the weirdest thing is there's no difference between the GitHub Enterprise and GitHub. I mean... I'm willing to bet all the APIs ge-
0: Yeah, but it's you don't have access to that server necessarily. Like, Zapier doesn't know where that server is at to integrate with it.
1: Where, I don't
0: even think it's where
1: it's at. I, I mean, I, I, it's publicly available. It's, it's, on the, it's hosted no. by GitHub.
0: Really? Oh, I thought, Thomas, I hope, you have I some experience
1: was- with the GitHub Enterprise
2: thing. Isn't is that, that local? A public?
0: I thought that was the whole point about it.
2: Yeah, I thought that's what it was, too.
0: GitHub Enterprise is local. Is it local?
2: Well, even if it
0: is is local, if you could just... But Zapier doesn't know where to hit it. If you You could tell tell Zapier, here's the
1: URL, say, hey, this is a GitHub Enterprise server, here's
0: the URL. But but that's not... Well, that's not how zapier works zapier it zapier works with established apis that it knows where it's, it's one at. more field one more entry field it's
1: a, <laughs> it's an established api it's just one more entry field just i didn't realize it was hosted locally i, I thought it was something that github was hosting for you like as a no. service. i didn't realize it was something that you you were managing
2: i, I, I was i'm surprised to hear that So I have a a question for for both of you. You guys are running external GPUs still? Yes. You're both running NVIDIA external GPUs. Okay. Yes. So why could I hear that ginormous jet flying over your head when the technology exists now to remove these sounds with AI? Oh, is that for
1: any NVIDIA? I saw you guys talking about this earlier. It is. Wait, Wait, what? what?
0: What are you talking about? I did not see it.
2: NVIDIA voice. GTX voice. I'm sorry, RTX voice. All right, I'm
1: going to have to see if this is actually an Nvidia card now. You have me you have me questioning it to be honest with it is, you. It I is. Know it, I know it is. It is. It is it's a Radeon okay. RX v-
2: Vega. Is that in- That is not an Nvidia card. <laughs>
1: Could have sworn it was. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at I, di- I did the about uh, about this Mac, and for graphics it says uh, a Radeon RX Vega and then it has the Intel UH the, the just the normal uh, Intel
2: graphics chip. All right, so well, apparently Apparently, it doesn't work on Mac either oh, yet. Well, it, but the, the demos have been coming out from this thing, and it is stunning. Yeah. Um, people having their kids screaming behind them and having conversations over Skype that sound like there's nobody there at all. Yeah. Um, really, really impressive stuff. And we, our, our Canadian friend, has uh, tested it out and agrees that it is a very impressive system. Are you going to order? Are you going to order one of these video cards? No, now you don't need the high-end card. You can get a sixty-dollar card that'll do that.
0: But um, it sounded like nope, there's no, a butt no buts. coming in there.
2: No, there's no oh. butts there. Uh, it uses oh. any any uh, RTX compatible card. So as long as it's got Tegra processor built into it, then it it will work. Um, mm. And I, I guess it's AI based, and it isolates the sound of the person speaking, and it eliminates a hundred percent of everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where it can't pick up keyboard clicks or people yelling across the house or dogs barking. You know, the, the sounds that you would normally think uh, would make it through, like sharp sounds or people yelling in another room, These these sounds that aren't normally caught by noise-canceling stuff anyways, this program gets rid of them. It's interesting
1: that they so. came out with this exactly at the time, like 90% of the workforce has <laughs> yeah. dove it into working from home and having to do zoom meetings. It's
2: like- well, here's the smart thing about that. I believe that this was a, a test project, some kind of beta thing that they either, they were going to release it when it was finished or when, uh, or they were just going to bury it into something else and not care about it. Some kind of audio suite, you just never worry mm-hmm. about it because it's not, it's not a moneymaker for them until the fact that when this quarantine ends, people are going to start deciding to stay at mm-hmm. home. So uh, it's, it's interesting to me, not that they released it now, but that they had the foresight to say, I bet you when this all ends, laptop sales are going to go through the mm-hmm. roof. Um, companies so I'm confused. Are, is
0: that a hardware thing or is it a software thing?
2: It's a software thing that takes use. It's a software thing that takes use of the hardware architecture in, Nvidia's card. Hmm. So it is both. Gotcha. Um, what people don't realize is that the compute processors on video cards for the same reason that they're really good at running Bitcoin mining is that they're very, very simple, but there's lots of them and they're fast. Um, so you can build AI around this, this specialized architecture that just doesn't exist in a normal CPU. Hmm. Um Something that would take a CPU to render three days can render at 20 FPS on it. Just because the architecture is so I should
1: run. I should work for a week with, without my, external GPU and to see if there's a difference. Like I felt like when I first got the external GPU, there was, and even today, uh, now this is a hard statement to make because when I got the external GPU, I also had gotten a new Mac, but the Mac I I'm on right now has been more stable for me than any Mac I've ever had in the, in the past. That includes beach balling. I mean, typically I, I, you know, Having apps beach ball on a Mac was pretty common. Macs in general were pretty solid. They would rarely crash. They would crash from time to time. But uh, beach balling is what you would get with a lot of apps. And I still get it on an occasion, but it has been cut back dramatically with the external gpu uh, but i couldn't tell you if it's really faster like like editing the podcast i mean i don't edit the video podcast but i edit the audio and that definitely seems like it's smoother to do now like it making edits moving moving things around seems to be pretty pretty flawless i don't know i i i I'm, i've lost sight of if having the external gpu is beneficial or not but I'm kind of to the point where I don't want to know what it's like not to have it, <laughs> but I would be curious <laughs> to not use it for a little while just to see. I,
0: I should try because I find myself not disconnecting my laptop as much because it's a pain to shut it down to disconnect it to me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's that's the that's the biggest all, complaint I have as well. But I, I can tell you. The, that, that was a bigger deal when I was going from home to the office home to the office. Now that I'm home all the time, it doesn't affect.
2: Yeah. I tell you, Audacity is unaware of hardware. Oh. Part. Uh, I
1: don't know. I'm, I'm just telling you, like, the experience I had. Audacity doesn't crash for me. Like, Audacity was was a perfect example. That thing would crash for me on a fairly regular basis. Uh, I, but it doesn't crash for me anymore. I don't know if it's the upgrades that I've made to Audacity or what. but Gishu's asking me what I have ah. scrolling behind me. Uh, this is a, 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 a like, like, like click on like clear or something. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. You know, I'm going to rearrange my office. Uh, we're we're actually shutting down our business office, and when I bring my work desk home, I'm actually going to move stuff around. So hopefully, you'll be able to see that better. But you're right. It, it actually scrolls through uh, Kishu. It shows our, uh, my Twitter followers. Which, if you if if you want to be nice, like let's do an experiment. If you're listening to the show and you don't follow me on Twitter, follow me. and numbers
0: will increase. <laughs> but it, His username is at John Congdon.
1: At Show J O H N C O N G D O N At, right
0: at,
2: <Luxe> at RealRiteOut.
1: <laughs> but, yes, it, it's uh, it's giving me some – like, right there, it's telling you me the meteors. You can block me, too. It's, it's showing the meteors that are in our orbit. Uh, it shows me my Twitter followers. It shows me uh, our YouTube uh, subscribers for PHP Ugly. And it's just kind of scrolling through. That's, uh, that's a date. It's kind of hard to see. But when I rearrange the office, I'm thinking that I'm going to, I'm going to actually move my desk that I have here uh, to the side and have a back wall right behind me. So maybe you guys will be able to see that easier. But it's, yeah. it's a cool little device to have. I, I like having it. We we used to have it in the office. It would welcome people into the office.
0: Is that why I was not there? I went to the office yesterday. And I was like, where did that thing go? As I stole my ch- this chair and a bunch of other stuff out of the office,
1: you need to look around. Uh, like like things have been slowly disappearing out of there. I, I, I've, I've taken home like my mugs and all that other stuff. Uh, yeah, my I, my I'm, kids
0: got a kick out of the my. I took the kids there yesterday. They got a kick out of the one wheel as I was riding it around. You got the one kid and, that that looks like he's a skateboard fiend, man. He'd be perfect. Yeah. On that thing. Oh my gosh. He tried. I mean, th- their feet aren't big enough. Like mm-hmm. I put my older kid, who's not a skateboard fiend, on that thing, and he just <laughs> – he would move his foot just a tiny bit, and you could hear the the motor engage mm-hmm. for, like, a quick second and then turn right off. So I don't know what he was doing wrong. Yeah. And then my little one, who's the, the skateboard fiend, his he's too little. His feet just want to Right, fit.
1: because it, it does have sensors that, that you, your feed need to be just- – big enough to hit both and you know what in in hindsight that thing probably would move too quickly for them i mean i think it goes like 20 25 miles an hour
0: i i was holding them i wasn't gonna let them go (laughs) right Right. (laughs) i mean just to be fair it was right there
2: Uh, it's a whole thing when your kid takes
0: off at 20 miles an hour gishu said it seemed like we just got that office a few months ago we've actually had it for 16 months it was an 18 month lease that is coming to an end, and we are not going to renew.
1: I mean, in the last two months, we haven't been able to use it because of locked down, and that's going to continue for a while. The reality of it is, we didn't really need it. Uh, it's been nice. I mean, it's been like a perk. We've had plenty of clients and potential clients come to the office perker, for meetings. But the real reason we got it was to give the developers a place to come to and work and that just never, yeah. You know, the developers, it just never caught on with them. They, they would come in for... It, it did
0: at first, if, when we yeah. first got it, because yeah. we were talking to them about it. Everyone seemed on board. We got the office. They were in there for a little while. And that slowly kind of faded away.
1: And, and the reality of so. it is, I, I really just have been... I mean, even John had cut back his weekly visits to the office to you know, just a couple of days a week. So...
0: So it's nice it, to have. But it's it's, just it's an a twenty. We don't need. It's a twenty to twenty-five minute drive for me. You
1: see that like like mean, that's not a normal drive for no- people who go to work. I mean, that's the thing that kills. But me. when you
0: don't. We, but when you don't
1: have right, that's and that's key. Thing, and you don't right? have to.
0: Yeah. For you, it's a five-minute drive. You keep rubbing that in
1: my face like I, I feel I, guilty about it. I don't.
0: No, no, I don't <laughs> think you should. But I have a I have a very separate space for my office space. Mm-hmm. So when I work during the day, not only do I have my separate office but to get to my office there's a separate room that's not you mm-hmm. so i i have no distraction unless i get up to go get a snack or whatever then i run into the family i can say hi but outside of that they leave me alone i'm i'm in yeah. an office for for you you're in a a shared space so yeah. it's harder for you to to focus get stuff done so yeah. That's the difference. There. Yeah,
1: that's a, that's actually a big difference too. So I so like my, I like the. Office you should come office. to my house and
0: see how I have this closet built out as an office space. Put up a little drywall, you're good to go. So yeah,
1: that's that's the deal with the office, think Thanks for asking. Gishu says I've been out of the truck for that long. Well, wow, well, I didn't realize you you wow. no, you're no longer trucking, right In my head, you've always been a you've always been truck. Or are you yeah, saying you've on been out of the road for that long? I, I'm confused. Maybe I misread that. So I don't
0: know. Hey Thomas, while wh- while he's waiting for that response, for the first time today, I've actually started. I researched and will not buy, but thought about buying a gaming PC. Ooh.
2: How much? How much did it come to? What do you mean?
0: Cost wise?
2: Yeah. How much was it?
0: Uh, going. I so I watched a Sunless Con video, and he had a. An advertisement for one, and I think it, it was like twelve or thirteen hundred dollars for the gaming Oof. PC. Oh, and it, it was a giveaway he did, and then he did a whole video where this kid only played on a console, which I play on uh, a what is this, a Nintendo Switch? Switch. So I'm playing yes. on a console, and this kid went up like two ranks in yeah. Rocket League. And I was like, I went up, up a rank on.
2: because I got a new TV.
0: I'm like, do I have a hundred twenty hertz TV. gaming PC?
2: Listen, you could get a killer gaming PC for four hundred, maybe five, and it would be more than you could ex- you would expect. That but I paid that much for,
0: is... but I paid that for a for a Switch. I sh- I should be getting the same performance out of that because that's the only thing I use this stupid Switch for.
2: <laughs> the Switch is like a quarter inch
0: thick. I'm getting,
2: I'm getting games for my wife for the Switch now because she's stuck at home. Uh, I did something insanely dangerous yesterday. What is that? I uh, upgraded my version of Ubuntu to the latest version, like the latest full version. Syntax
1: C was just talking about this. What what did you upgrade from? That's the big question.
2: I upgraded from uh, what do they call it? Daffy Duck. Uh, boy, I was. Well, while you while you It was Okay,
1: what number was that though? Sixteen oh four. I think that's where I think that's where Syntax C is. Sherry, if you're listening, pay attention.
2: So you upgraded. I upgraded from Xenial to Focal Fossa, which is 20.04. And, or no, I'm sorry, Uh, Eon Airmine, 19.10. That's what I'm running. And uh, my computer, uh, the screen turned black during the upgrade, and it didn't like reboot or anything. It just, the screen just shut off. And I let it sit there and just sort of waited. Uh, and eventually, got tired of waiting and did a hard reboot on it, and it came back up and everything worked except for Alt Tab, which I had to go in and rebind. But everything else. So worked. I
0: uh, that is kind of that's kind of important for it to work. How does that not work that's out of the never,
2: box? That's never happened before though with a with a major release upgrade of Ubuntu. I've always had some kind of trouble, like trying to find the right. Desktop environment because it switched over to one that's not compatible with my laptop, or, uh, you know, my uh, barrier or uh, synergy stops working, or settings just get lost and don't work. So,
1: can I ask? I mean, Linux is notoriously uh, great for just being able to back up some config files and then doing a fresh install and restoring your config files and kind of being back to where you were. Uh, is there a reason you decided to go the upgrade path and not just do a fresh install?
2: Yeah, that takes that takes a whole like couple days to get my environment back up to where it was. That's
1: really? I mean, not to question you, I, I totally believe you, but the the experience I always had is I could almost literally just back up my home directory, restore my home directory, and just you know be off and running. Be, because, well, yeah, not yeah, me. that's because I I also kept track of the packages I installed. Well,
2: anyways, yeah, and you're on a Mac. No, no,
1: I'm I'm saying when That's... I was, when I was on when I was on Linux, I don't know if I could. I mean, I could do that. I I do that now on Mac. Yeah, I do do that. That's because everything I have goes to Dropbox. So yeah, you're right. I, I do do that on Mac. But yeah, Linux is the first place I got the experience that it was such a, it was such a shift from what I w- I was used to in the Windows world. That yeah, I just backed up my home directory. Well,
2: was, I was that just, on a desktop or a laptop?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think mostly desktops, probably a couple laptops at the time. I, I'm not
2: sure. Laptop compatibility is the thing that I see breaking um. all the time. Um, the other thing I see is uh, third-party support for video cards often breaks during a... Well,
1: that, that, um, if, if if you upgrade, that's, that's, again, why you would do a fresh install. But... Yeah, whatever. I mean, if it worked for you, like I said, I know uh, I know Sherry Syntaxeed was uh, just talking about this. I think today, maybe on Twitter. So if you want to go, if you want to go check out her stream, uh, Thomas, you probably give her some advice. I don't know where that conversation ended, but I didn't contribute to it at all. But uh, yeah, now, ironically enough, I did something I never do based on this conversation. I upgraded our one of our servers so we've been doing a lot of experimenting with uh couch and on the server this is a diego dev server that we have out in digital ocean on the server i was using for couch i wanted to get the latest and greatest php on it and i was looking at ways to upgrade php but couch 3 was also released and i wanted couch 3 and so i'm like well at this point i didn't have a lot running on the box i'm like i should just upgrade everything just upgrade the OS and everything. And I was pretty confident that I was going to hose the machine. Like I had really prepared to hose the machine because I already knew what I needed to do to restart it. Because this one one machine happens to not be part of uh, my Forge uh, account. So I'm like, okay, if I hose this, I'll spin up another one with Forge and I won't even, you know, I, I won't miss a step because we don't have any client stuff on it. It's just for internal use, and like I said, for like this couch database server and all this other stuff. And it it worked. I mean, it, it's a it's a machine that's on DigitalOcean. That was the other thing. DigitalOcean, we just talked about at the beginning of the show, had snapshots. So if I had to, I could roll it back to a snapshot. But I really wasn't that concerned about it. Um, but yeah, I, I upgraded the machine. I did a distribution upgrade over SSH. And it even told me at one point, it's like, okay, we're getting ready to upgrade SSH. There's a chance this connection might get lost. If it does get lost, we're going to spin up another SSH server for you on this other port. Just connect to this until the upgrade is finished. And it it didn't get lost. I mean, the SSH connect, connection stayed with the machine, so I don't know how that magic happened. But, yeah, it worked great. I, I tell you, it's... The strides Linux has taken over the years and on the servers, just forget about it. Right. I don't know why anybody would not run Linux as their server anymore, but the strides Linux has taken over the years in the rock solid migration paths it has now. It's, it's impressive.
2: I enjoy it. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I've built Gentoo uh, gen two from the ground up. Oh, the, what They call it stage three. Yep. I've, dealt with sun i've dealt with red hat uh before it was fedora dealt with fedora and <coughs> it's, let, yeah. yeah it's linux is stronger now than it's ever been and i think when microsoft uh, switches over to linux we're really going to see you true yeah.
1: <laughs> so i told i told you to go over to uh to twitter
2: and, and this actually
1: kind of plays in the conversation we had earlier john although I, I don't know if you would take advantage of this, Twitter implemented a new feature that I wasn't aware of. But now in Twitter, if somebody replies to your tweet and you don't like their reply, you can now delete their or hide their reply from the public
2: stream. <laughs> I was going to say, if you tell them about blocking, it's, that's an awful smarmy. <laughs> he knows about
1: blocking. You can blocking. block, you know you can block you don't somebody. You like their replies, John. Did you know that? <laughs> No, you can you can now, like, hide replies. So I assume that the person who posted it but still sees the reply? So maybe that, you know, it, it reduces that friction, but everybody else in the There's world doesn't see the reply on your stream? Six, I don't know what happens if somebody goes to a user account who has a hidden reply somewhere, and they're checking that user's stream out if they see it or not. That would be interesting to know, but... But yeah, I went to pull up a stream and says, hey, if you don't like any other people replying to you, just hide it from everybody else. I'm like, huh, that's interesting.
0: Uh, so censorship. Yeah, hmm. I, censorship. I don't understand what Censorship? So. Well, I don't agree with this person. Don't let anybody else see it. I guess I guess it works All for right. trolls. I guess that'd be a good a good use case for yeah, that.
1: Yeah, like you'll, you'll never see Thomas uh, reply to Taylor on the public stream ever again.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> promise <laughs> No, it'll, just... it'll
0: always be hidden.
2: That's because I, I wait for John to reply.
0: <laughs> that That's never going to happen.
2: Well, not anymore. He's, He's testing locked out that you. blocking feature.
1: <laughs> you got to contribute to his Patreon now to get unblocked to see his tweets. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I, I had a switching to topics. I had a friend on Facebook who I believe is from my PHP circles share this wealth shown to scale website. And oh,
2: God, that stuff is always so... Disgusting.
0: It is freaking amazing.
2: Because people don't understand what a billion is. Right. And I keep trying to explain or, it to people.
0: So this this will show you, like, a single pixel is $1,000. And then it shows you what this little pixel is of your average income and then, like, what you can expect to make in your lifetime compared mm-hmm. to first Jeff Bezos and what he has... And you're just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling his wealth. And then it gets to, but here's the wealth of just 400 people in the United States. 400. And then yeah. through, throughout the entire scrolling, you're seeing little bits of data. What could you do with just 3% of the wealth of these four these 400 people? As you get near the end, it's what could you do with 85% of their money? 85% of just 400 people's money. You could give $10,000 to every American. You can test every American for coronavirus. You could eradicate malaria, you know, all of these other things. And those 400 people would still be billionaires. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, people that don't understand the, the exponential rate that billions versus trillions work on. Jeez. Like, Like if you stacked up a billion dollars in one dollar bills, how far do you think it would reach?
0: Yeah, yeah we'll see it, here, sure. It, it is a it's a it's a good site to just kinda visualize what's going on. It's it's sad.
1: <laughs> well to Thomas's they, point they, they end, week, I was right. just gonna say to Thomas's point last week, if it makes you feel any better, nobody works that hard. Nobody
2: works as right. hard to become a billionaire. <laughs> I am amazed I did not get flame ward on Because you're that. right. I mean the more I thought about the more right you were, right? It's like yeah. Nobody, you can't earn a billion dollars. It's not. It's not a workable element. It's yeah. It, it just occurs. Yeah, you
1: get lucky, like you, like you said. You get lucky. Things things work out for you. you know, maybe maybe your hard work contributes to that luck, but at some point, yeah. luck factors in. It's just like baseball or any professional sport. You can be. You can you can get so good. At some point, luck is going to. Into it, you have to play for the right high school coach who can introduce you to the right college coach who will get you in front of the right scouts. It's you know that the days of scouts walking a dirt road and coming across some kid playing, you know, against a wall with a basketball and drafting them it's not a reality anymore. You know, it's there's a certain amount of luck and chance that factors into into it. And the same thing goes to becoming million and billionaires. I'm convinced of that.
0: Yeah. That going back to that story, just real quick, they, it ends because nobody's going to scroll all the way to the end and actually scrolling. It's only like 10% of the way through where it ends. It mm-hmm. says these programs combined would completely transform our world by re- redistrib- redistributing this wealth. Millions of lives would be saved. Billions would be rescued from poverty and disease by inconveniencing just 400 people the entire human race could advance to a new <laughs> unprecedented level of development I again forget. i haven't Corrupted i haven't researched only kills 1% I, I haven't researched any of this data so i don't know how true it is but just that alone i think it's 400 funny. people compared I, to 7 billion people on this but earth but it's
1: funny if if especially if you're one of those people how they weren't. Taking billions of dollars away from these people is just a inconvenience.
2: <laughs> it's funny how those people will consider you dying to work for them an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the reality of it is, what
1: did you say it was, 10% John? 10% of their of wealth? that the, the, the billions? Was, was it? Did you say it was 10%? A,
0: 80, 85% of the entire wealth would cure and do so much for the human race. And they would still be billionaires mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't know how to equate that to our salaries, but I'm just my point was going to be would you be willing to give up if you knew giving up 10 percent of your wealth would allow three families to live above the po- pro- po- a poverty line would you would you be willing to do that you know, I mean if
2: like we, when these questions as a come, business
0: as a business we already give a lot to charity for things well, just I, like that.
2: Yes, and and the trick that the the ultra rich have succeeded playing on us is trying to make some equivalency between our struggles and theirs.
1: That's if, not it, what I'm trying to do. Up. I'm just try, I, I just try to scale it. I am right. like yeah, you know, I'm throwing numbers out there. I, again, this is not the article John posted or or anything I read, but the the people who say just you know ten percent of Jeff Bezos's worth net worth would you know give everybody. Everybody wouldn't have to work for a year, or something like that, or give everybody five thousand dollars or whatever, whatever sure. the number is. I think to myself, I'm like, well, would I be willing to to, to sacrifice ten percent of my wealth for anything? Like for like I said, for like three families I I didn't know, I had no association with, I would not benefit from them receiving ten percent of my wealth. Would I be willing to make that sacrifice? And you know, I I just. I know it's it's probably not a fair comparison because again Jeff Bezos is still a billionaire so you know it's not a true you know scale thing I just I don't know man I, it's 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 a tough thing it's, it's first thing you know having the the government redistribute wealth is a scary scary terrifying thing to think of
0: no I, so I wasn't I wasn't saying that the government should go in and take their wealth away it's it's just a, Who it's a it? point of. I'm not saying anybody needs them. Just it's uh. just a fact that the <laughs> there's a small group of people that control so much of the wealth. Like, couldn't we come together yeah. somehow? And like, yeah. John's just John's just trying
2: that. to say. Did you know that you can look up guillotine tutorials on what? YouTube?
0: The problem is somebody else inherits that money, and then there you're not solving anything.
2: Yeah, I mean, the the biggest thing is the Reagan tax cuts, which. When there was a tax rate in the area of the 70th percentile for the top earners, and that got dropped down to the area of 20-ish or 30-ish percent, the government lost basically all funding for all federal programs, mm-hmm. and we've never recovered from it.
0: Now so they did have a viewer that, that pointed out that the wealth that I was just referring to is not necessarily in cash. It would require whole industries to disappear. That, I, again, I point. haven't researched that, that data. I don't know where those figures come from and what is included in their wealth calculations.
1: If it's like the, the current stock price of Amazon, like in Jeff Bezos' case, yeah, I mean, that wealth could just as easily diminish just as quickly as it grows. But yeah, good point. Listen, I just looked up at the clock. It's 10.20, and I promised the wife I was going to drive her to the beach tonight so we can watch glowing algae splash against our shoreline. It's something I want to take advantage of while I still live here
2: yes in san diego so we're going but In to, fact they only glow when they die. We're
1: going to, you know, just 10% of them are dying. Okay, <laughs> that's all that, that takes to glow the entire coast, all right? It's they they're 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 not selfish. But we're going to wrap this up. I appreciate everybody who's been listening to us for this long. I I do appreciate our Patreon. John got me into Patreon uh, this week. So I'm actually in there again. I did notice. We owe some perks for people So, uh, syntax seed is actually one of the people we have perks for. So, I will be going.
0: (laughs) I feel like I have to do that now for some reason.
1: I think it's a bit. I mean, only people who have been with us for a long time (laughs) will understand it. But uh, I will be going through Hmm. Patreon, figure out who is at that perk level, and try to get some packages out in the next uh, next couple weeks. All of the stuff is at the office, so I I actually need to go in the office and, and get it all. But if you have been contributing to patreon and you've been contributing toward the perk levels i apologize like i said it's been a long time since i've been able to get in there and we appreciate you and i will show you how much we appreciate you by sending you stickers and and stuff so that will be coming your way we appreciate it uh if you're not a patreon person You know, it doesn't matter. I mean, you get stickers and stuff, but honestly, if you ever run into me at a conference, I'll give you that stuff as well. But we do appreciate our Patreon. So if you do want to become a Patreon, patreon.com slash php ugly and we would be sure to thank you besides that I think that's it I think that's going to do it this has been episode 188 of
0: php ugly that was a good episode I'm Eric I'm John I'm Tom keep it ugly
2: thanks for listening to this episode of php ugly and thanks to our sponsors the Diego Dev Group if you're looking for developers who care about the code they create the communities they build and the solutions they implement then reach out to the Diego Mm. Dev Group you can find the Diego Dev group at
0: www.diegodev.com. That's www.diegodev.com. Show notes and RSS feeds can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly or
2: join us in our Discord channel. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast listener. A rating of 5 stars is always appreciated. Until next time, keep it ugly.